Okay, welcome to the Online Warriors podcast. Uh, as always, I am Illegal86, and I am joined by the lovely Nerd Bomber. Good afternoon or morning or whenever it is you're listening to this. And uh, a true gentleman, if ever there was one, Technic One. I'm going to stick with hi. That's also good. Uh, I'm going to stick with greetings and salutations. Uh, we are coming at you again after our usual hiatus of, I think, a couple weeks. And uh, we'll start off the same way that we always do on this fine evening or morning or afternoon uh, with What Are You Doing Wednesday? And let's take it over to the Nerd Bomber. Um, so the past couple weeks, I got the pleasure of hanging out with Illegal in person. Wow. Um, so I'm stealing, how is, how is stealing your thunder, but it was pretty good. It was a lot of fun. We had some din-din. We played a board game that I stealth won. May I just add? I don't remember the name of it, but I know I stealth, like, tied for first. Yeah, the game is called Paperback, and uh, you use some sneaky tactics that I don't approve of. Uh, but you, you pulled it out in the end. The important thing is that Tactic lost. Let me just put it that way. See, whenever uh, I play any game, I play the arrogant, cocky airhead. And uh, everyone thinks, oh, man, he's on top. But really, it's a strategy I'm always at losing. The strategy doesn't work. And I can corroborate that that's the strategy that he was using. Meanwhile, um, I'm, like, super quiet. I don't say anything. I don't gloat. I, like, make it seem like I'm doing really poorly because I'm usually trying and failing and, like, flailing a little bit when I'm playing a game. And then I usually end up coming out on top. Like, nobody saw that coming. Yeah, she was, like, asking questions like, how does this work? How does this work? Oh, I won? Oh. Oops. Yeah, I know that's a really good impression. Um, feel free to leave me a, drop me a line in the comments. Tell me how good of an impression that was. Or do we have comments? Uh, or did I just... We have a Twitter account that they can comment on. We also do have a website and an email somewhere. Slide into our DMs. Yeah. Twitter is well, the, the best place to be. Yeah. It's the best place for anyone to be. Uh, well, that's not true, but it's, you know, it's a place. Um, yeah, so I saw you guys hang out with you guys. Uh, Tactic 1 uh, played a prank on me <laughs> that I didn't really enjoy. Uh, for those that don't know, which none of you do, uh, Tactic and the Nerd Bomber are starting a community garden. And by community garden, I mean it's a garden in their backyard that no one else has access to. And they're growing peppers, which, you know, I like a pepper. So I see this garden and I and Tactic says, hey, man, try pepper. And he eats the pepper. So I'm like, it's safe. And I eat the pepper. And then you take it away, Tactic. What happened? And then you look at my face and I'm tearing up and you're tearing up. And you're like, why would you do this to yourself and me? Right. And I'm immediately asking you whether it was <laughs> worth it. And you're immediately saying yes. Yes, I hadn't last har laughed harder in my entire life. I can corroborate that he was laughing pretty hard at both my pain and his own. So Worth it. Hashtag worth it. Hey, we can make it trending on Twitter and the DMs and such. Would I do it again? Yes. <laughs> it was it was you know, it was a fun experience. I'm talking about it now on a podcast, so it can't have been that bad. My favorite part about that whole evening is for dinner we went to a bar and unbeknownst to us it turned out to be biker night at the bar. And Illegal himself was rocking Luckily, I his, had my hog. his Hawaiian shirt. Needless yeah. to stay, say, we stood out like sore thumbs. Uh, sore thumb implies that people were, like, giving me dirty looks. Nobody and, uh, cared, I don't think. Nobody yeah. cared, but it was quite hilarious. I found it funny, at least. I think people were, like, they weren't giving me dirty looks, but they were like, what the heck is that guy's deal? <laughs> but if you ask me... Uh, any press is good press. So, I'm okay with it. Uh, Nerd Bomber, we kind of stepped on your toes there. Anything else you want to update us on uh, in your What Are You Doing Wednesday? Uh, I mean, I haven't really done a whole lot. Uh, I did watch that new Netflix original movie, Extinction. So that was pretty interesting. It was a lot better than I thought it would be um, because the Netflix sci-fi movies haven't really been great at least lately, I've heard. I haven't really watched it. Like, I know they came out with Cloverfield, and there was one other one, and I didn't watch either of them, but I heard they were not good. But um, Extinction was pretty good. 
They, I really like uh, Lizzie Kaplan and Michael Pena. Is that how you say his name? As um, far as I know, yeah. But uh, there was like a really interesting twist, and I don't want to spoil it, but you should definitely watch it, because just for the twist alone, I think it was pretty good. What was the twist? I'm not going to tell I'm, you. No it's spoiler. a spoiler. Yeah. I'm it's just like kidding. I'm, the whole that's... thing that makes the movie pretty good. But the one comment that you had said that I totally agree with is that while the twist is great, they should have held off a little bit longer. That would have made the movie much better, in my opinion. The timing How... of the twist was off. It happened a little bit too early. Because I watched the trailer for this quite a while ago, mm-hmm. whenever the trailer first came out. And I remember being, like, you know, moderately intrigued. Uh, I'll have to check it out, I guess. So you're saying, you're saying go for it. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, if you have Netflix, it's a free movie. The acting was pretty okay. Um, I mean, there's high-caliber actors, and the person who wrote the script, I think, was the guy who wrote Arrival with Amy Adams. So. Oh, that's a good movie. I mean, temper your expectations, because there is a reason. Like, it wasn't the best movie ever, but it's entertaining. There's a reason that it was dropped from Universal's um, docket, but it's definitely worth a watch. It was definitely better than Geostorm. That is true. Wow, how dare you. Geostorm is an amazing film that, admittedly, I have not seen. Um, but if, if my memory serves, uh, you've actually discussed this movie that you're talking about now on, on your blog. It was... I have indeed, yeah. Diary of a Healthy Nerd. Uh, you should all check it out. Um, it's, it's on WordPress, uh, where all great blogs live. Uh, as you can imagine, based on the title, it uh, talks a lot about uh, both gaming and kind of nerdy stuff and also uh, good health in the sense of both dietary stuff and being physically active. Um, I went to the gym today in the interest of, of healthy nerdness and, you know, it didn't go well, but it went. Hey, that's so. all you can ask for. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's ironic that I have a blog called The Healthy Nerd because I feel like over the past probably six months I haven't been holding myself to a healthy standard, but... You know, as long as you try and you put in the effort, that's really all you can ask for. I mean, I'm, I'm, I read some of the stuff on here. I read about kale. Kale which, is delicious. For those that don't know about kale, kale is a superfood. And it's basically just leaves that I don't think taste very good, but you're singing the praises here. And, you know, the benefits are off the charts. So, to be fair... Not to get too deep into the the health aspect or even to pump my blog too much, but just to talk about kale in general. So I'm more of a bitter taste person as I've gotten older. I kind of stray away from the sugary things just because it gives me a headache. And so like instead of a pop, I'd rather drink a beer because it's bitter. And I like the carbonation, but I'm always going to like casually even, I'd rather drink a beer just because I like the taste of it. Now better than pop. So I think that's why like... It's not. It's a bitter salad. It's not a sweet salad, but I like bitter things. So. And it pairs well with goat cheese. It pairs really well with goat cheese. Goat cheese is the the best. It's the best cheese. My goat cheese experience is underdeveloped. I'll say that much. I, I feel like I could count how many times I've had goat cheese on two hands. Goat cheese um, is like the creamiest, and contrary to what I just said, it's a little bit sweet. It's delicious. It's like. The better older brother of feta cheese. Wow. Well, I like feta cheese a lot, so that's probably... You describe how it tastes much better than I do. I always say it It tastes like goat smells. I feel like that's then... not accurate, because that's not an appealing taste. I don't think ghosts, goats... I don't think ghosts smell good. I also don't think goats smell good. Um, so, yeah, that's not appealing. Uh, we talked... We had a, a debate when we when we met up about avocados. Oof, don't and, get started, and, no. Yeah, I, I mean, we shouldn't go down this road because this could be the whole the whole episode. But um, it wasn't much of a debate. It was just I don't like avocados. Everyone else my age does. Uh, you can probably extrapolate my age from that. Um, and also superfood. I I try to make it a point to not like superfoods, uh, even though I know they'll probably help me. Blueberries. Not a fan. You don't like blueberries either? Just go through all the list of superfoods and chances are... You know, is there a list of superfoods on the line? There probably is somewhere on Google. But I mean, basically, 
blueberries are like little balls of deliciousness mm-hmm. wrapped up in this blue little shell and it looks happy and friendly and fun and you can put it in ice cream you can have blueberry pancakes it could be both sour and sweet depending on how you pick them i went blueberry picking actually that was another thing i did and i intentionally picked them not quite ripe yet so that i would get a few sour ones in there plus they lasted longer it was great go blueberry picking folks it is super cheap like, I think I got, what, like four bushels? Not bushels. Four pints for 15 bucks, which is pretty decent. Maybe they're the quartz. Wi- I don't remember. The Wikipedia Superfood article is really, someone needs to do some work on that. And it sounds like you're the person for the job, but, man, that's underdeveloped. There's, like, not even really a list. I'm looking at a list now. Chia seeds. Remember chia pets? Chia mm-hmm. seeds are... Apparently a superfood. I shouldn't say I remember Chia Pets. I think they're still around. But who knew? Like, how did they figure that out? Maybe somebody just started eating one of their Chia Pets and they're like, I feel good. <laughs> um, anyways, check out check out The Healthy Nerd, Diary of a Healthy Nerd on WordPress. Um, and to learn more about superfoods, at the very least. I know what I'm going to be writing about. Superfoods, probably. Uh, let's let's take it over to tactic. What do you what do you got to talk to us about? Uh, Nerd Bomber stole all your thunder with the whole me visiting you thing. So the greatest event that happened this past two weeks was I went to the corn festival, which sad to say means the end of summer is right around the corner. You shut your face. So wow, good corn, good times, good food. That is it. That's all I'm going to go into because I'm really excited about your story. That sounded like the Papa John's slogan. Uh, Tactic One is excited about my story because in the past two weeks, and, and actually in the past week, I attended my first bachelorette party. And I don't know if you could tell from my deeply masculine voice, but I'm a man. Uh, I'm serving as a bridesman in a wedding uh, in the fall, and I wound up going to the bachelorette party this past weekend. So you were in the I- entertainment. I was not well. It, it's it. It didn't end that way, but it started that way. No, I'm just kidding. I was never the entertainment. Uh, if I tried to strip, I'd probably blind people, uh, and that's not my goal. So, yeah, I mean, I don't want to go too far into into what the day consisted of, uh, but I basically just spent an entire day with a bridal party that consisted entirely of women, and we like went around town and did various things. Uh, we took a tiki boat tour, which is a bit of floating bar. That's, that's really the best. There's a floating bar with speakers on it and it's all tiki themed. And there's like a captain who like drives you around. And I gotta tell you, it's a lot more fun than it sounds. And I think it sounds pretty fun too, but man, it's just a floating bar. It's amazing. Uh, I went to a few wineries, um, ate pizza at one point. That was pretty good. Um, this all it happened on the bar. Well, no, the bar was just the, the bar part. The wineries were were not on the tiki bar. That was elsewhere. The pizza was also elsewhere. But um, there was also a vague Harry Potter theme to the whole thing because she's really into Harry Potter. The bride is. Um, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, they're really making hay out of it. Uh, the bridal shower, which incidentally, I also went to a bridal shower and I learned what a bridal shower is after 26 years. Um, you didn't know what a bridal shower was like? I mean, I you know, I still don't really know what a bridal shower like first of all, like I don't I don't know who listens to this podcast. I don't wanna I don't wanna out the bride, but she did not want to be involved with the bridal shower at all, which I feel like is what the point of the bridal shower is, is to get the bride excited and to have her involved. But she was like, Let's no, get this over with. It's to get gifts. Yeah. That seems like the and you you got to my next point before I did, which is it seems like a lot of pomp and circumstance for people to give the bride gifts, which also incidentally is a lot of what the wedding is about. Um, it no, was fun. The I mean, it not was about gifts. The wedding itself, the ceremony is pretty much just, I mean, there's like a, a place you can drop envelopes and stuff, but for the most part, the wedding doesn't really have a gift opening part. I feel like the point of a shower, while it is like a, a way for people to give you gifts, it's more recognizing the people who did give you those gifts because you're opening them in front of them. And being able to acknowledge them like, oh, look at this blender. Thank you, Aunt Rose. Aunt, you know, Aunt Rose was there. No, I'm just kidding. She doesn't have an Aunt Rose. 
I don't even know if she got a blender either. But they did it differently where they, I shouldn't say they, she had like, it was like a gift table. There was a, where was the word for it? I can't remember what the word was, but it was like, instead of having a bunch of wrapped gifts, it was like, you just put the gift on this table in like a basket or something. So it wasn't wrapped. So you could see what it was and you could see who it was from. And it was just like a gift display kind of. So we didn't have to go through all the like watching her open gifts and be That's like, genius. Hey. Yeah. And it, it was a disappointment. Much better than, than the alternative, which would have been watching her open one gift at a time and either actually be excited about it or not be excited about it and have to fake being excited about it. Um, which granted she had a registry so like she probably was excited about most of the stuff um, but there's but only it, so much excitement you can generate over like a towel yeah like there were towels, towels. Mm, it depends i mean if a towel's nice like a- as the owner of crappy towels i can tell you that whenever i feel a nice towel i'm like man this is how the other half lives mm-hmm. you get a fluffy towel man it can make a day um but no, it was fun. There was like there was brunch and there was like Harry Potter themed uh, door prizes and you know it was like it was a fun little morning. Were you and the only male? I was the only male in oh boy, it had to be fifty women uh, in like a banquet hall kind of room. Um, I'm sure at the place it was. I'm sure you guys have been to this place. Um, the funnest part about it, the funnest part about the entire experience, actually. Um, in the banquet hall, there was a men's room and a women's room. And I could walk into that men's room like I own the place. Because for a couple of hours, I basically did. I mean, there were that's no so different, men. though, than most normal bathrooms. Like, women always notoriously wait in line for the bathroom at a bar or, like, some kind of event. Whereas men can just, like, walk right up. Not a big deal. Yeah, but I'm saying I was the only one there. I mean, I could walk into that bathroom and basically do whatever i wanted because i knew that no one else was gonna come in it was like what did you do in there i don't want to know i don't yeah i I, i'd I'd rather not say it was it was very explicit no i mean it was just like it was like the the comfort of knowing no one's gonna walk in while you're doing your business is just it's a reassuring thing it's a little it's a little bonus it's the silver lining in the already silver cloud that was the good time um I'm actually also going to be a bridesmaid in a wedding next year. And by that point, I'll have been in three wedding parties in my life, two of them on the bride side. And I'm very proud of that. So you'll be an expert by that time. Uh, Well, we'll see. I mean, I don't plan on being an expert in anything by that time, but, but who knows? It was, it was a fun experience. I would definitely do it again. I hope to do it again. Uh, and Yeah. That was like the most major thing, uh, you know. Saw Mission Impossible is amazing. I could talk for hours about that, but I won't. Oof. Um, I I'm, have I have a, like a principle where I can't see Tom Cruise movies because he's just too insane. I like I don't think I would be able to enjoy it because I think I'd be sitting there just thinking about how insane Tom Cruise is. Now, which because because like with Tom Cruise, there's there's two kinds of insanity to be discussed, right? There's the actual insanity of like he's a Scientologist and like you know the whole Scientology thing but then there's also the insanity of he makes these movies he does all his own stunts almost dies like daily doing these movies I'm sure because some of the stuff he does you watch it and like he broke his ankle filming this movie and if I didn't know going in which scene he filmed the he broke the ankle during like I wouldn't have been able to guess because every other scene he's doing something that no human being in their right mind should do. I mean, I think it's, I don't like him for both types of insanity. Like you have to be somewhat mentally unstable. Like didn't he, in one of the movies that he filmed recently, he was like hanging onto an airplane, but he refused to be harnessed in. Like he just wanted to do it. He was okay. So th- you're you're talking about mi- the previous Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. He was like he was strapped to the side of the plane. It wasn't like a big harness. It was just like kind of like a little strap thing. But like it um, wasn't the safety standard. Like he didn't want to be totally bolstered in there like they would normally do. I mean, the safety standard is don't ever be on the side of a plane. But, but like like he was talking about. I just recently watched an interview about it actually, and he was talking about how he's they're going down the runway. 
and he had been talking to the test pilot beforehand like okay make sure you get a good angle of attack like a nice big angle of attack so that when you take off my legs are like hitting the fuselage and i'm just like off the wing right mm-hmm. and the test pilot's like laughing at him the whole time because they're going down the runway and he can barely keep his feet up and then he gets hit by a little rock and it like almost broke one of his ribs and he's like, if it had hit my face, I would have died. He's just, he's crazy. He's a crazy person. He's doing it all for our entertainment, which I appreciate. And it gets me to, to see the movies, but. I feel like it's not for our entertainment, though. Like, I feel like he's it's just. It's entertainment, too. It's just insane. I don't know. Yeah. I can't support that kind of insanity. I mean, I cannot imagine. I can, what I can tell you, and like the short version of my review of Mission Impossible is that. I don't know what they're going to do from Mission Impossible 7 to top Mission Impossible 6. But at the same time, I didn't know what they were going to do from Mission Impossible 6 to top Mission Impossible 5. It's like they're eventually going to keep making him do crazier and crazier stuff. And when I say making him, I mean that it his, it's his idea to do it all. Because, by the way, that's true. It's like it's always his idea to do this stuff. And he's just going to die one day. Yeah, what if his goal is to go out filming a Mission Impossible? I honestly think it might be. I mean, if you're doing it for that long, you have to enjoy it in some crazy way. And I, you know, if he died that way, he'd be doing what he loved, which is being absurd (laughs) and like driving a motorcycle. There's a motorcycle chase in this movie that's like five minutes long. And it's like half of it, at least, is an oncoming traffic. And it's like, there's so many things. You make one wrong move, it's over. It's all over, especially when you're 56 or however old he is, you know. It doesn't take much to break an ankle when you're 56. So, anyways, it was a good movie. I'd strongly recommend it if you can handle Tom Cruise's craziness, but, yeah, it's it's fully on display. So, let's, uh, let's, let's move on to our classic roundtable roundup. And I think this week, Tectic wants to talk to us a little bit about Pokemon Gold and Silver. There's been some news recently about that. Yes. So, due to our uh, fantastic hacking community, the source code for the original demo of Gold and Silver back, and I'm not talking uh, Silver, the one that came out for DS, I'm talking the ones that came out for the Game Boy back in the day, back in the early 90s or late or early 2000s. The Golden Age. Yeah, the Golden Age for Gold and Silver. Um and what they found in this demo was there was a lot of Pokemon that didn't actually make it to the final version. Even the starters, one of the starters was different. Specifically, Cyndaquil was not originally going to be the fire starter. It was going to be this, I forget its name, but it was going to be this fire mouse dog thing that looked really, really cool. And what would have been nice is, at least now at least, they should release these uh quote, preliminary creatures as into the Pokemon family. And the other big news bit that was found was they had made a lot of baby Pokemon. Um, For example, Baby Meowth was one that got a lot of attention. I mean, put kittens and the internet together, that's going to pop up all over the place. Am I right? Yeah. So Baby Meowth was a big one. The Firestarter was another big one. Giraffic, if you're familiar... Uh, looked kind of like cat dog had two heads, which was strange. I'm kind of glad they changed that. Yeah, that's I'm, creepy. Yeah, I'm glad that one didn't see the light of day, but it could be a cool evolution if you play your cards right. Um, no pun intended. I think they also released like there was an original map for the game, and it was a lot bigger. Yeah, than the map what we was got. huge. It was supposed to include some of red and blue, as the well as region. yes as well as the new region, as well as a little bit more. Um, there was new story, and they just kind of downsized and collapsed everything. There's some theories that some of that was spun off into the later versions, but it would been it'd be cool to see a gold and silver that encompasses a lot of what was found in this demo. And last but not least, the fi- favorite that's been going around was Screaming Condom Pokemon. What? Yeah. It literally is just this ditto-looking thing that's in kind of a half-circle shape. It's just screaming, mouth agape. And it makes no sense why that was even a Pokemon option. Is it called Animon? 
I'm, that... I'm reading the article, and yeah, I can see exactly what you're talking about. It's not literally called Screaming Condom, but that's a pretty, it's a pretty accurate representation based on the picture that I'm looking at. I and think uh, what's interesting, it's... while you guys are researching the Screaming Condom Pokemon, is that <laughs> um, I feel like this... So there was already a remaster for Pokemon Gold and Silver for the DS, and I feel like this is just screaming for an extended version or like a deluxe version to be remastered again for the Switch, because I know they've been talking about releasing a full-length Pokemon game for the Nintendo Switch since they're moving away from like the DS and developing new games for that. So I think it would be kind of interesting to see if this would kind of lead into that. Um, I also feel like part of the reason why we didn't see a lot of these things is um, if, if you remember like these games were put on the the cartridges for the Game Boy I don't even know if this is a Game Boy Advance game I think this is a Game Boy Color game originally and I mean you were limited by the cartridge I have to imagine that some of it was space limited but you're right if you remaster this and it is Animon by the way I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right but that's what it's called if you remaster this it's free money if you remaster this and put it on the Switch, for example, or even put it back on the DS, it's, it's Pokemon. Everyone who loves Pokemon already is going to love Pokemon forever, and they're going to buy it. And, like, I don't understand game companies sometimes that won't funnel money into a remaster. And, like, that's a little bit born of frustration because there's some games that are older that I would absolutely love to have remastered because I know they're great games, and I know I'd play them again. I'd buy them. and It blows my mind sometimes when, when companies don't want to commit resources to that. And that's Pokemon's just one example. Well, the crazy thing about Gold and Silver, too, is that the original um, remaster for the DS, if you try to find that game, because, I mean, that was, by and large, one of the better-received games. I think it was probably the highest-rated Pokemon game that ever came out. I might be wrong, so feel free to correct me. Um, but when they released that remaster, you can't even buy that. Like, normally used games, you can get for super cheap, especially since... The original DS isn't really a mainstream console anymore. And you can't buy Heart Gold and Soul Silver for anything under, I want to say it's like $60 still today. Yeah, Nintendo is kind of weird about that too. They're, they're always weird with demand, right? Like, especially with their consoles where, you know, when their new console comes out, they're always really hard to find. So, like, I would imagine they probably just didn't make enough of us. Mm-hmm. And that's another Pretty great one was Remoraid and uh, Octillery used to be shaped like a gun in a tank, and it made sense. It was a weapon involving to another weapon. Now it's a fish to an octopus, and everyone's like, what? To this day, no one understood until this demo was released. Oh, yes, I see that now. Huh. Right? That's what I said. Huh. But, I mean, I can understand why they made that change. It's weird to me that they picked, like, they didn't make it a little bit more obvious. But I can understand why they made that change, because I feel like openly having a gun-based Pokemon in your game for little kids is not necessarily... I feel like you wouldn't pass all of the ESRB ratings. Like, you'd have to rate it a teen, I think, if there's a gun in it. Don't you have to, like, bump the rating up? I'm not sure exactly how it works, but, yeah, I imagine that's probably where the concern... And where the change came from. Is there like, we shouldn't have... Why, why do we need to look like a gun? Just change it a little bit so that... Looks you know, like that's, a fish. Yeah, right. Because when you look at the picture that I'm looking at here, it's it's a gun, clearly, but it is very close to a fish. It's it's not hard to get it there. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I mean, I, was, I'm, I have never been a Pokemon fan. I'm like the last person on Earth oh, who just... Man. Like, I, I've never played Red or Blue or anything. I've never really done the whole Pokemon thing. You've never played any of them? I have never played a single one. I believe I've started Blue twice. What? And I've just... I, I can't... I cannot get into... It's just not my thing. You're a terrible you know? person. It's like avocados. Everyone's like, you're going to live avocados. I think you just... And I don't. I feel like you're a secret contrarian. Like, you hate all of the good things in life. Mm-hmm. Wow. Avocados, I mean, superfoods, Pokemon. Screaming condoms. There's a lot of people that hate superfoods. I mean, not avocado. Avocado is like the gateway superfood. But, like, talk to, like, talk to anyone. And, like, if you get, like, 100 people in a room and you're like, do you like kale? I would be shocked if you got over 50. Yeah, but how about blueberries? 
Anyway, we're going back in a circle. Yeah, I mean, you you have to write a post about about superfoods, and and that's where we'll leave the superfoods debate. Um, Incidentally, so this 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 silver and gold demo is this like available? Is this out there for people to get, or is this? So the hackers are still breaking it apart, but I can imagine if you dig hard enough, you could probably find the demo on the deep web. Yeah, we're not encouraging anyone to go on the deep web. I'm just saying it's probably there now if you want it. Well, what they've been doing is they've been taking the code. They haven't published it for use, but they've been deconstructing it to show all of the things that have been included in updating their Wikipedia page. Everyone's been attentively watching. That's the but way the, it's been working. The end goal is a ROM, though, right? I hope so. I think you and most people are. Pokemon, man. Gotta Crazy catch stuff. them all. Pocket monsters. Let's talk about movie pass uh because for those of you that don't know a lot has happened with movie pass in the past couple of weeks um and again we are not sponsored by movie pass we just really like to talk about it because it's a very interesting business model and it's going through so many changes and it's such a dynamic thing that the entire world is watching yeah i mean so first of all are you do you guys still have movie pass currently or have you canceled so we still do have MoviePass, and um, I know there was a rumor going around that they were going to up the price to fifteen ninety nine, and I don't know if you still have MoviePass. Did you cancel? I did not. Okay, so then you probably also got the email detailing the ongoing status of the original plan, like the nine ninety nine plan. They've changed the terms of service right. like twenty times in the past two weeks. So, I believe in our last podcast, we were talking about how they had, um, I think it was Rush Ticketing, it was called. It only existed for two weeks, so I'm not even sure what it was called. Talking about peak pricing? Yeah, peak pricing. So, if a movie was um, a brand new movie, or if it was on like a weekend, or a time when they thought the theater would be busy, you would pay MoviePass an extra $4 fee to go see that movie um so in the latest well $4 is where it started but we'll get there right um but in the latest terms of service they've now done away with peak pricing and instead now for $9.99 you can only get three movies a month and then any movie thereafter that you decide to purchase through movie pass you get a what was it a four or five dollar discount yeah and what i like so the past two weeks from my perspective of movie pass is like I, I went home to visit uh, my family and, and Nerd Bomber and Technic and everybody. And when I got home, I was like, I was driving home. And that was when all hell broke loose. Uh, I don't know if they, they were making a lot of stock moves during the week their parent company was. And then they ran out of money and the app basically shut down. And they got an emergency $5 million loan from a really stupid company that gave them $5 million. I don't know who gave them $5 million. It would be a genius company. It would probably be a movie theater company, right? Because think about sales. So, well, yeah. Well, we could dissect movie movie passes business model for a billion years. But but basically, what happened is it went down. Someone bought them out, and then it came back up for the weekend with the stipulation that that was the weekend that Mission Impossible came out, and they blacked out Mission Impossible. You couldn't go see Mission Impossible. So people are really pissed off. Um, people aren't happy. I'm not thrilled, but I'm at this point basically thinking that, like, okay, it, it, it's over. You know, movie pass is dying. I, I saw 25 movies over the course of basically 11 months with it, so like, I'm happy. I, I, I made my money back and then some. Um, I think about a day. You know, of course, they release statements saying everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Everything's not. Everything's not fine. Uh, like a day later. Uh, you know, I keep checking on the app and like reading on the internet and stuff, and they the app basically shuts down again, and you can't get any showtimes anywhere. If you can, the peak pricing for it is like it's now like a seven or eight dollar addition to the ticket price, which is like why? What's the point of that then? Because you're basically paying for two tickets. Um, so you know, this is all to say that then you know, social media exploded. People are like, okay, it's dying, and and I gotta tell you, some of the tweets that I read were hilarious. I mean, reading their customer support page is kind of depressing, but like some of the tweets about the life and the death of that company and like how the business model makes no sense and how we we were all basically riding this gravy train that was pieced together by venture capitalists who didn't understand the movie business. 
it was it was really good read it was really good reading um but then like you said then they said they're going to up the price to 14.95 they were going to black out new releases um peak pricing was still going to exist and everything and then i think it was just yesterday that they said no we're staying at 9.99 but you can now only see three movies a month which um, for me i'm for me is ideal yeah i don't think that's terrible they probably had to do some cost analysis where they weighed how many people weren't using it actively every month and then like how many people they could support and then how many movies they could support those people watching per month to like kind of equal out which they've been kind of overdue for that i don't understand yeah. how their business model was sustainable without some kind of limit and all of their competitors are doing that i think amc's pass is similar where they only have was it it's three, three a week but it's more expensive week. and then um i want to say what is it Cinem- cinemia? Cine- cinemia cinemia yeah um i think they can only do three a month with that one too yeah um there are a couple of, of competitors that have their own you know uh, drawbacks and, and benefits. Um, I still don't think that the nine. I, I still don't think that the nine ninety nine three movies a month is going to be sustainable because I'm pretty sure most of Movie Pass's customers are already falling below that limit anyways. I, I, I would imagine there's only like fifteen percent at most of of customers who are seeing more movies than that a month with their service. But I mean, if they're high enough frequency users, then it might cut their costs significantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, their to me, their business model has always been we need to get a significant enough market share of theater goers so that we can then exercise some leverage on the theater chains to give us discounted ticket prices. Because the bottom line is movie pass has gotten a lot more people, myself included and you guys included, I imagine to go to movie theaters and see movies and movie theaters are struggling a lot. You know, most of the ticket prices, the high ticket prices that you pay are going to studios. Theaters themselves are struggling we've known for forever that they make most of their money off concessions. So they need help. And I think MoviePass's eventual plan, in addition to the whole marketing data shtick, was we're going to eventually get the movie theaters to a place where they need us just as much as we need them. And I don't think they hit critical enough mass as far as a customer base is concerned to be able to do that before just hemorrhaging so much money that they almost got delisted from the stock exchange. Mm-hmm. So, it's all very interesting. Uh, it's a wild ride, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the terms of service change again in the next couple of days. I'm kind of bracing for it, you know, right that's now. That's the one thing that I feel like is hurting them. Because with all of their different terms of service changes, when I saw the rumor that the price is going to go up to fifteen ninety nine, even though that's still a pretty good deal, it's just two movies a month that you need to watch to break even, there's just... Something sketchy and grimy about all of these changes happening since I've signed up, and it's only been two months since I've had it, and I think I've received, like, five different emails about changes to the service. So I almost canceled this month. I think I might hang on for another few months, see how it goes, but if they change it again, man, I don't know. It might might be time to jump shit. It it has been pretty... There have been really great periods with it, you know, before summer hit of this year. They weren't making a whole lot of changes, and whenever they were, they were pretty minor. But yeah, what's clear right now is that they can't seem to settle into a viable model that actually, you know, it either you know, it doesn't cause them to lose money or it actually winds up making them money. Um, I hope they settle into that, or uh, even if they don't, I hope what I hope the most is that other investors or companies see this. Like, I hope they don't see this and think, okay, this this is never going to work because I think. There is a way that it can work, and I think there is a way that it can work for everybody, and I love it. I love it so much. I go to movies so much more. Um, you know, I hope they they turn it around, and I hope they can dial into some more constant terms of service. But even if they can't, I would like to think that someone out there is learning from their mistakes. Agreed. Yeah, I I, I wanted to bring up Movie Pass because, <laughs> you know, in even in light of all this stuff that's happening. What most people don't know is that they actually purchased, uh, they bought out a film studio or something, and they're actually making movie pass films, kind of like what Netflix is doing, kind of like the same sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just announced, I guess today, that Bruce Willis is going to be in like one of their first movie. I think movies. that's risky business. I need to they they need to level out. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, the news could not be coming at a worse time for them. I'm sure this was like a, we're going to trumpet Bruce Willis as like our first big star. 
but like man i mean it's crazy that they're even talking about making movies right now when they have no money you know they barely have two nickels to rub together I mean, it would be very interesting to see, like, if they can pull off maybe, like, a Netflix deal. Because right now, a lot of Netflix original content, um, as I was saying, like, the Extinction movie, that was something they just bought off of Universal, I want to say. And, like, Universal made the entire movie. And then, I don't know if they just watched the final cut and weren't happy with it, or didn't think it would be worth the distribution cost. But they ended up shelving it, and then Netflix just swooped in and picked it up, and now it's this high-budget movie probably more than they could afford to pay to make something on their service right so you want to you want to swoop in at the end and and pay only freely for the distribution which i believe didn't they do with that john travolta movie they did that with Gotti. yeah which was not good (laughs) it was a disaster because they marketed it very poorly and just the movie wasn't good um so yeah it seems like they've dabbled in this a couple of times and because there was actually one other one too Gotti's the most uh high profile one but yeah the other uh, one i think was more of an indie movie i'm trying to remember what that was called the row i guess is what it's called i've never even heard of it but uh, didn't they also pick up three identical strangers wasn't that i'm not sure i'm actually going to see that uh on thursday um I've, i've i've seen advertisements for it in the app which i guess means they have um or maybe i'm thinking american animals they picked up something. They did pick up American Animals. That much I remember. They they picked it up in that they were... I, I don't know if it's that they picked it up or if American Animals was like, hey, can you advertise for us and we'll pay you some money because you're dying kind of thing. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't really know what it was. But the long and short of it is now they're actually going to start producing movies and somehow they got Bruce Willis <laughs> to like <laughs> be a part of this. Uh, which, you know, in light of everything we've just discussed, I think is kind of crazy. But... Yeah, who knows? A year, a year from now, they might be riding the same kind of wave that Netflix is currently riding, where they're actually putting out movies that have a fighting chance to be good or very good. So, and and can... ultimately, if the success continues, they can leverage movie theaters to play their movies for at no cost to them. Right, which would be, I mean, that would change the game completely. Um which I think the movie industry in general is kind of due for a change um, that I think we're going to see in the next 10 years. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But this has been your your bi-weekly online Warriors movie pass update. You know, Hopefully we won't do one of these again for a while. Hopefully we won't have any reason to. But worth mentioning nonetheless. Um, other, other movie news... Spider-Man Far From Home uh, just added a couple of familiar MCU characters they just announced this today as well Uh, Nick Fury and Maria Hill which to me the most confusing characters in the Marvel Universe so before you dive into this can I make a comment about Marvel movies in general I would love that they need to be spacing these movies out a little bit more and the reason why is because, one, people are becoming exhausted from superhero movies. If you space it out, it makes them, allows them to build up hype for the next one to come out. Otherwise, it's just overwhelming. Secondly, what it does is it gives you spoilers for the movie coming out. So that Spider-Man movie is already slotted to come out after the Avengers movie, which lead yes. you to believe that oh Spider-Man's all survived and well and good because they're making a movie after the Avengers comes out with him right so yeah I think that's the more interesting I mean the news here is just they got Nick Fury and Maria Hill for Spider-Man but I think what you brought up is it's much more interesting and you know it's something that I've been feeling for a while which is that man you know Marvel movies are great they make Disney a hell of a lot of money they're typically pretty entertaining but i'm getting exhausted of them and i don't think i'm the only one um well we haven't seen um ant-man yet nor i and i I don't i don't have much of an urge to i've heard it's great but the bottom line is with that with with the mcu specifically you know disregarding like deadpool and, and logan and stuff you know exactly what you're getting when you walk into a theater to see a marvel movie exactly you know, like, 
there's such thing as formulaic and there's such thing as I, I mean it's rigidly formulaic maybe they'll throw a twist at you once in a while but you know exactly what you're getting and some people I think that, that comforts them um, but it's for getting me, a little bit old yeah I, I'm ready to be surprised and Infinity War admittedly was a very good very good shot at that because at the ending was certainly surprising but then but you know like you just really? said because it wasn't very impactful because you walked away from it and i don't want to spoil the end in case anybody hasn't watched it yet but you walked too, away from it knowing that it wasn't permanent exactly and and that's this is what like what tactic just said is like you know another spider-man is going to come out you know another black panther is going to come out so yeah, the twist was you know a twist, and it was it was a, a shocking end in a, in a sense. But then, if you think about it for more than a minute, you realize that well, there's no way that's going to stick. It, it's there's a lot about the Marvel universe right now that you know I think as because I think we're shifting into phase four now of the MCU, and man, I can't imagine how they're going to keep it compelling or make it more compelling. And- um, that was kind of one of the reasons, looping back to that Netflix movie, Extinction, which I think now I've brought up a bunch of times, and I swear we're not sponsored by them, but I, it wasn't even a very good movie. Like, it really wasn't. It was entertaining, but the twist and actually being surprised at a movie for the first time in what feels like years was refreshing. So even though it wasn't a great movie, the fact that the story was somewhat unique was made it a lot better in my eyes, and it felt more valuable for me and my time than like watching a Marvel movie. And I think that's even why A Quiet Place did so well. It was something right. unique and different and we don't have enough of that, unfortunately. And that's and that's something that, you know, we, we shouldn't just be ragging on Marvel for that. You know, like it's I watch Exactly. I watch movies like like I just said Mission Impossible was great. And it was. But the thing about franchises like that is that you know, you know what's going to happen. You know who's going to live. You know who's going to die. You know, it, it, franchises make studios money, and for that reason, they're great. Studios, in in their heart of hearts, want every movie to be a franchise kickoff movie that's going to start a five movie series or a three movie series that's going to make them a lot of money and be very bankable. But there's only so there's only so much surprise a movie like that can bring as opposed to standalone movies like A Quiet Place. And, you know, I can't even think of any other examples right now. Well, I know they they do a really good job, too, with the franchises. They monopolize all your movie time. So, like, during the summer, it's a busy time of year for people. It's the only time, especially in, like, the northern states, that you get to really go outside and enjoy the weather. And so all of these movies are being released. And one of the movies that I've really wanted to see uh, was Sorry to Bother You, and I've only heard really good things about it. And it's supposed to be like a groundbreaking comedy, super funny, just very good social commentary. But because there's so many of these Marvel movies and franchise movies that I feel obligated to watch, I haven't seen it yet. I missed, so I wanted to see Sorry to Bother You as well. And in like the two weeks, you know, I've been traveling and I missed it. It's already out of theaters here because it's getting forced out by other bigger budget movies. And I've heard the same things that you've heard, which is that you know, it's really great. It's really different. And that's kind of what we need right now. Um, you know, again, this is something that I could talk about for a very long time about how I don't think there's enough truly original ideas in cinema anymore. It's either a sequel or a prequel, or it's based on a TV show from 20 years ago, or it's based on a book, or it's based on this or that. It's People aren't writing original stuff anymore. And... But it's in all industries, too, because it's television. It's I feel like it's books. There haven't been that many original books, even video games. I mean, you've got, like, Horizon Zero Dawn was a great game, but that came out in, what, 2015, 2016, maybe? Oh, that, I thought that was last year, wasn't it? I'll look it up. But, like, we have God of War was a remaster game, and granted, that was a really good game and really well-received, but it was... Well, not a remaster, but like a refresh of a franchise that existed. And I don't know the last time there's really been a big AAA game that was a brand new IP. Like, I can't even think of one. 
Zero Dawn was 2017. 2017, okay. Yeah, early 2017, though, to be fair. But beyond uh, that, like, and it got a lot of com- competition from Zelda, which, man, that uh, apparently it was a really good game. I didn't play it. I don't have Nintendo consoles. But Zelda's been around forever. So everything in every, I feel like, field of entertainment is just getting trumped by franchises. And, and you know, now we're really, like, soapboxing and pontificating but like people just want what's familiar right like 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 i go to netflix and nine times out of ten when i go to netflix i'm gonna put on the office or i'm gonna put on Binge the west Wing, or i'm gonna i'm gonna put on something that i've already seen because i know what i'm getting i know i'm gonna like it and maybe that's the the underlying principle of all of this is that okay you know we we've been a civilization for long enough where we have a basically infinite pool of characters and we just pick the ones that we like and we keep reusing them Probably i don't true. know what's the hardest part of any story building the character base right so if you right. if you can get that done in one and then just keep mil- milking it why wouldn't you i don't disagree um so this topic got a little depressing but on a, on a fun note, um, this is a really short one, but McDonald's has introduced a 48-piece McNugget bucket. Maybe it's a box. It's like a big bucket thing. And you can get 48 nuggets now. So. But, but, don't grab your keys just yet. It's only in Japan. Grab my keys to drive to the airport. It's so. worth it. Thanks for teasing us, McDonald's. I mean, you know it's going to come here eventually. I hope so. What's the most McNuggets you've ever eaten in one sitting? 20. 20. This is, okay, wow. Immediate answers. Well, I mean, they sell them in a... 20-pack. Yeah, a 10-pack <laughs> and a 20-pack. And I think also a 5-pack. I've never done the 20. How's that feel after? Actually, it's not that bad. I felt gross because I got a large fry with it. See, if you just do the straight nuggets, I think when I did the 20-pack of nuggets, like, I had a small fry, and it wasn't a lot of, like, fried food. The nuggets are actually one of the healthier menu options at McDonald's. Like, it's still disgusting, but you don't feel as bad as if you, like, downed three burgers or something like that. What What's your sauce? Before, we're going to move on barbecue. to... Barbecue. 100% barbecue. Yeah, I agree that it's barbecue. I'm glad we got that straightened out. Spicy buffalo. Wow. Well, it's okay to be wrong. Uh, let's move on. Uh, and just to wrap things up here, we're gonna we're gonna do our usual game. And for those of you that don't remember, uh, I happened to win last time. I believe I played against uh, Nerd Bomber, who just cannot cannot pull out a victory. Um, yeah, it's been a, a losing streak. Quite a losing streak. I think I've created a game that is gonna be fun. Um, and hopefully it works out. Uh, Nerd Bomber, I want to say it's in your wheelhouse, but at this point, I'm not really sure what it is Wait, anymore. Wait, are we playing what is Nerd Bomber thinking right now? No, I did think about that, but I feel like it'd be, it'd be too hard for you, Tactic. Uh, we're going to play another game that I guess I'm going to call it Family Feud Style, which I did once, uh, and it worked out pretty well. Uh, here's how the game is going to work. Okay, I have open in front of me uh, from the internet. Don't look it up yourself because that's cheating a list of the most visited websites I believe in America. Maybe in the world, but looking at the list, I think it's probably just America. And it's the scoring is going to be like golf. We're going to alternate, we're going to go back and forth, and you are going to guess a website. So question, a, yeah. do social media websites count? Any website. Or are they more tactile? app? Any website you can think of. It's okay. it, It's... Yeah, it, it qualifies. Okay. Um, Who gets to so what's go gonna first? Happen, well, you, you're going to get to go first because you struggle so much with this game. But here's how the scoring works. Uh, obviously, these are ranked from most visited, number one, to I think it goes all the way up to 50, but we're probably not going to get there. Uh, I'm going to give each of you probably five guesses. Um, okay. And we'll do scoring like golf. So if you guess the number one website, you get one point. If you guess the number five website, you get five points, basically. Whoever has the lowest score at the end wins. If you somehow guess a website that's not on the list of 50, I'm going to give you, I don't know, 
50 points, I guess. All right. Um, that is the game. I also will note uh, textually that uh, some of the websites on this list are categorized as adult websites. You can guess those if you oh, want. That's too easy. Um, you cannot guess them if you're concerned about the fragile ears of the viewers or listeners. So we'll take what are it they over to of you that you said that. <laughs> well, there's like the one big one that everybody like. It's a joke. It's the butt of jokes everywhere. Is that your first guess? Use it if it is. No. Uh, Nerd Bomber has has the first guess. So we'll we'll let me, let me get up my little scorecard here. Okay. And. We're so off. my first one is going to be Google. Damn it. I... Because okay. literally it turned into a verb. Okay. Google is indeed number one, so you have one point. I was I, So I said the social media one to get you off the scent of Google? No, that was the first thing in my mind. So that means my, so my guess is going to be Yahoo, actually. Interesting. Wow. That is very interesting. Uh, Nerd Bomber may get her win today. <laughs> Yahoo is number five. So you have five points. Each of you get five guesses right now. Taylor has one point. Okay. So I'm going to go with Amazon. Amazon is number four. Really? So now you guys are tied. Facebook. Facebook is number two. Very well done. Tactic. But everyone uses Amazon to buy stuff. Well, that's why it's number four, but it's not more popular than Facebook. Hmm. I'll do it. Pornhub. Okay, number seven. Oh, really? Incidentally, not the most visited adult site. I don't know what would be. That's like the go-to joke everywhere. Okay, red tube. Okay, you guys are just gonna guess the. You guys are just gonna <laughs> guess the adult sites now. Also, tactic. I got some really bad news for you, man. What? Red Tube either doesn't exist anymore or it's not as popular <laughs> as you think. So I just won this one. Well, no, yeah, I, that's, I mean, that, that's 50 points. Do, do you guys want to stick to the 50 point rule or do you each want to no, give yourself an a mulligan? automatic lose. That's a mulligan. I would call because 50 points is an automatic lose. Let's each of you get a mulligan, I guess, because I want to keep this interesting. I didn't expect someone to guess Red Tube so early. So how about the lowest one gets knocked off your list? Maybe. Okay, sure. That's that's perfect. Okay, so I will give Frank fifty points. Okay, sucks to suck. Okay, so then I'm gonna do Twitter. Okay, Twitter is number eight. Twitter's Nerd Bomber looking really good to win this. I didn't realize that was a website. So I'm gonna do Bing. Mm. Okay, Bing is number fifteen. Not 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 great, but not horrible. Nerd Bomber. So I like. <laughs> guesses if you guys want i have a question yeah so like is and don't count this as, can we not count this as a guess i guess sure is gmail and google considered the same i would imagine the answer is yes because okay yeah um hmm. i think gmail is like a google service or something how about let's do Instagram okay Instagram is number 12 you guys are missing number 3 and man you are going to be pissed at yourselves Netflix Netflix is number 18 YouTube YouTube is number 3 there it is you got that from my Netflix yeah lost it uh, this is this, this is where it gets, in my opinion, it gets kind of tricky. I mean, I still know what these websites are. Obviously, I don't want to be weird and guess so, all the porn sites. When <laughs> what when was this updated? Like, how current is this? Uh, man, that's a pretty good question. Oh, last updated July first, twenty eighteen. Okay, so it's very current. I don't want to guess any more porn sites. I'm afraid. So don't do it. <laughs> Yeah, I guess a non-porn site. There's many of them. Hulu. I know maybe not to you, but... Hulu. What'd you say? Hulu. Hulu. Uh, Hulu is number 40. Boy. <laughs> I think has got this pretty wrapped up, but... We'll, we'll keep going, I guess. Each of you have guessed six times. All right, so I'm going to do... go with Twitch. 
Twitch is pretty high, I think. Where is Twitch? I suppose I was mistaken. I'll... Twitch is forty six. So oh you know, wow, it's not it's not high, but it's it's here, which is good. Oh yeah, at least it's on the list. eBay, eBay is number nine. There you go, tactic. Finally. Hey, do you guys want to go to ten guesses? You each guess seven. Makes it interesting. Yeah, let's really let's really stress test your brains here. Okay, I'm gonna say Reddit. Reddit is another good guess. Thirteen. Oh, That's a really good guess. Yeah. The only okay, so <laughs> I don't know how much you guys want me to tell you here. Uh, you're missing six, eleven. Oh, sorry, six, ten, eleven, fourteen. And then, yeah, basically a bunch after that. I'm going to drop it down. MySpace. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> if MySpace is here, I'm going to be shocked. Uh, and it is not here. It's another 50 for Tectic. <laughs> He's really just swinging it out of the park at this point. Two more guesses, Nerd Bomber. Two All more right. guesses for each of you, actually. There are better guesses than MySpace available. <laughs> I'll throw that out there. Um, oh, I just thought of a good one. Damn it. Okay, hold on. What about Kickstarter? Wow, that's a deep cut. I don't think that's on here. Shoot. Pandora? Oh, hold on. I'm still looking for Kickstarter. Kickstarter is not here, so that's 50 okay. for Nerd Bomber. Tactic said, what did you say just now? Pandora. <laughs> I don't think Pandora's got here either. But I'll I'll scan the list for you. Man, you guys have an interesting view of the internet. Nope, no Pandora. So that's another fifty for tech. Okay, I'll go with Spotify. Spotify is also not on here. I knew one of you was gonna fall for that. Wait, really? Nope. People listen to music though. What are they doing? I think most people use the app, though. They don't actually go to the website. I, think I that's do. The, trick. the web player is, like, the top thing that I use at work. I have not Besides used the web player. Things. I've not used the web player in a very, very long time. Okay, so that's Snare Bomber's 10 guesses. Uh, Tactic, you have one more guess. Take it home. Yeah, I mean, I think you're pretty screwed at this point. But take you it can... home. There's really only one major one that I'd say you guys are missing. I'm going to go with America, Walmart. Walmart is quite high. Walmart is 20. I mean, it's not quite high, but it's higher than 50. So good job. Uh, okay, so we're going to take off each of your lowest scores. So I'll take off one of your 50s, Nerd Bomber. Tactic, I will remove one of your many 50s. I mean, I don't need to calculate. I know, I know Nerd Bomber <laughs> won this one. What's the difference? Uh, okay, I can add it up for you if you like. Let me use my math skills here. So I'm kind of curious. Um, what did we miss? What were the top ten? Okay, so Nerd Bomber got 144. And Tactic got a lot more than that. But let me figure, figure out what it actually is. Moment of truth. Uh, Tactic got 219. <laughs> so it was not close. Uh, we finally found a game that Nerd Bomber can win. And yeah, let's take a look at the big board here. Let's see what major ones you guys missed. Um, 6 and 10 are both adult websites. Uh, XNXX. Are you serious? Yep. And X Videos <laughs> is number 10. So at least we kept it clean. Yeah, mostly. both more popular than Red Tube, tactic. Uh, Dude, I don't honestly know. <laughs> the big, the big one that you guys missed at number eleven was Wikipedia. Oh, that's oh, so geez. obvious. Um, oh man. So that was a big one, and then Instagram, Reddit, you got fourteen was Craigslist. Mm. Uh, I didn't then, think people still use that extensively. Apparently, people do. Uh, 16 was live.com. I don't know. I think people use it for email. I don't know, man. 17 was another adult website, xhamster.com. Xhamster? Yeah, apparently like hamsters that. are very sensual. Uh, do you guys know what AMP project is? AMP project? 
You said it was live.com. I don't know what the AMP yeah. project is. Well, it's number 19, whatever it is. It says computers and electronics software when you look at the category. And what was the hamster one? Xhamster.com. I mean, if you type that in, you're going to get porn. So, like, just, you know, tread carefully, I guess. Uh, another big one, 20 was Walmart, 21 Pinterest, 22 Tumblr, 23 Zillow, oh, 24 Zillow LinkedIn, 25 Chase.com. I won't go through the rest. Uh, I will say, though, they also show you how much change has occurred since the last time they've measured. And the biggest swing on the list went to Chatterbait, which is as you can guess by the title, is also an adult website. It went up 10 spots to 29. Hamster. So good for you, Chatterbait. Um, Imger, Imger was also another big one you guys missed. Holy cow, this is not a good website. IMDB, CNN, <laughs> Fox <laughs> The pop just keep coming. He went down a rabbit hole. Yeah, I mean, you had to know what you were getting into. Um, anyways... That's that's our game. Nerd Bomber will host won. the next game. Finally, she finally took it home. Congratulations to Nerd Bomber. And congratulations to all of you. You've made it to the end of another episode of Online Warriors. You survived. Uh, thank you for listening, as always. Thank you for joining us. And we'll talk at you in a couple weeks. Adios. Bye.